Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast. Real stories of women who went from feeling like they would never make it in the online space to creating way more money and freedom. I'm your host, Carrie Beach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a life and success coach that helps female entrepreneurs bust through self-doubt and fear so that they can have wildly profitable online businesses. I personally entered the online space insanely confident in my ability to coach women and have a thriving business. And yet when I couldn't sign a client to save my life, it was insanely frustrating. I speak to women every single day who have this experience, and I'm here to change the conversation so that you can step into your confidence and make more money doing work that you are here to do on this planet. Join us for season five, where you will hear 12 women's stories with creating their own thriving businesses and what it actually looks like behind the scenes to do so. We dive deep into topics you will not find in front-end marketing that will give you tips, tools, and a whole lot of permission to do life and business your own way, while also feeling less alone and growing your income and your impact. I am Clara Capano, and I am the owner of Sunspire Consulting. I am a speaker, a trainer, published author, and a business coach, and I really focus on working with working women and helping them find not only purpose in their business, but making sure that they're not losing sight of their life along the way as well. So talk to us when you were not showing up and you were maybe paralyzed in fear or other things were going on and what was going on maybe in yourself and in your business at that time? Oh, yes. You know, there's always those moments in those seasons where, you know, where we're showing up kind of physically, but not really, you know, there. I think there was a time before I got into the coaching business where, you know, I was doing a job, but I think my, I was more on the management side. And I think my passion for management, I was starting to feel the pull towards coaching, but I had a great job. I had a 401k. I had insurance. I had the corporate card. And as a single mom, it's hard to leave that, Mm. you know, and I really think it was a lot of that fear base of feeling worthy enough that I Mm. could do it and making sure that I was going to be able to provide, especially for my son, who was about three and a half at the time and not wanting to be a failure and being that I am a type A personality, you know, I never want people to be disappointed in me and to let those down. And what I had to do is I had to really look at the people around me. One of them was my mentor, Larry Kendall, who is the the owner and creator of Ninja Selling. And he invested in me in bringing me on as one of his coaches and trainers. And I had to say, you know, if he didn't believe in me, he wouldn't bring me on. You know, I remember talking with my parents. Now my father's an entrepreneur, so he was more on board, go for it, do it. Whereas my mom is always more on the safe side. And I remember her talking with me and saying, you know, Clara, we're never going to allow you to be homeless. And I realized that not everybody has the support of their family. But hearing those words of knowing that I had people around me that were not going to let me fail, mm-hmm. that allowed me to take the leap of faith and to really, you know, sort of jump and let that parachute catch me. And I think whether it's, you know, family, friends, mentors, find people who believe in you even when you can't believe in yourself you know, and really just make sure no one who truly cares from you and comes from a place of love is going to let you fail. 
I'm not saying they're going to pay your bills for you, but they will support you and be able to help, you know, lift you up in doing that. You know, I think when I reflect on other times where I, you know, was showing up, but not really showing up with purpose, it's generally when I get disconnected from my passion, where mm -hmm. I start, you know, maybe focusing on the money coming in, or I'm working with clients that even though they're good people, their focus is not really in alignment with my focus. And I think that especially if someone is looking at, you know, becoming a coach or starting as an entrepreneur, it is so important to stay true to your target audience mm. and to stay true to your ideal client because it is so easy to want to help everybody mm. and to be afraid to say no to people. But when you don't connect with people and you really need to find people who are going to trust you, trust your process and be able to work with you and follow you because, you know, as a coach, as a trainer, you know, I am their guide. And so we have to make sure that we have that ability to not just trust each other, but to be open and honest with each other. And it's okay if somebody doesn't fit into your process because there's somebody else that is going to be able to help them. But really being able to stay true, I think, you know, we get in that scarcity mindset. And I think, again, that's the fear of if I say no to someone, my business is going to fall and I'm not going to have any clients. But what we have to do is shift it to the abundance and saying, if I make room for the right people, the right people will come. So much goodness in there. I mean, that is so true on so many levels. I think the people-pleasing tendencies for a lot of females in particular, right? Because we're just used to taking care of people and we, we don't want to disappoint. And so you want to say yes to every single person that comes along, particularly if you have openings in your business and you aren't making a lot of money and you see opportunities versus being really clear, like you said, on are we in alignment in the way that we can work together, which is so important. Yeah, very important. <laughs> so how would you talk to either your former self or someone that maybe is in a position now that they have this burning desire to say be a coach or an entrepreneur, but they have exactly what you said before, the safe job, the quote unquote safe job, because now more than ever, I feel like we're seeing that's not actually the case, but it still feels like it when you're in it, right? Because you have a normal paycheck and you have a 401k and maybe some great benefits. So what would you say to somebody that has that desire to take the leap, but is scared? Right. And that's a great question. And I think, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, just go and do it. But you know, our mind can play tricks on us. So I think you have to really be true about yourself. You know, for me, a lot of it was in the safety and security of being able to pay my bills. So before I took the leap 100%, you know, I started building up my savings account. So I started dipping my toe in the water of coaching on a small level while I was building my savings account. So I knew that I could sustain myself and not have that fear of not being able to pay my bills. So if you're somebody that sort of needs that safety and security, going slow is okay. You know, slow and steady sometimes wins the race. I think the other thing is you've got to get your process and your system down. And what I did is I knew, I identified about eight things that I knew that I would need to do in my business, such as I need to make a certain amount of follow-up calls. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of handwritten notes. I would build relationships. So one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, have a face-to-face, -face, at least two face-to-faces with people every week, whether it was lunch or coffee and just build those connections. And so what I did is when I identified those, going back to the showing up, is I did those things 
every day. And it mm -hmm. took me about three or four months, you know, the first 30 days, going to the bank, pulling out of the savings account, paying the bills, but I still showed up and did it. Second month, went to the bank, pulled out money from the savings account, you know, still feeling little pains of nerve and fear, but <laughs> staying true to the process. And finally, by about month three, I finally had enough clients that I didn't need to go and take money out of my savings account. You know, so it's it's really getting clear on what it is you need to do. And there is no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Everything will work if you work your system. So you've got to get clear on identifying what is the system you're going to do and really stay consistent with it. And then the third thing is just reiterating, get yourself a support system. Get yourself some people, not necessarily just cheerleaders. You do need to have some cheerleaders. Some people are going to keep you motivated. But, you know, success leaves clues. I would mm -hmm. really identify some people that are having success in the areas that you want to be successful in. So if I wanted to be a successful coach and I wanted to coach women in business, I want to find somebody else that is a successful coach of coaching women in business. And I want to see what they're doing and I want to glean from them. If you want to be a successful coach in a certain industry, find people in those industries and pay attention. I'm not saying that you have to do it exactly the way that they're doing it. But, you know, if somebody is having real success, pay attention to what they're doing and see how you can then bring it in and use your own law of authenticity to then tailor it and bring it into your world. So I think those would be some of the things, you know, to really help somebody. You do need to take action. And there is a point in time where you are going to have to take a leap. But your leap may be one small step, and that's okay. One of the things I always, it's a mantra that I always tell all of my clients and my people that I teach, progress, not perfection. And every day, if you're making progress towards it, that's the way that you need to keep going. Yeah. And I love that, you know, you highlighted the fact that everyone's going to be different. like all the things, right? Business, there is no one step formula for success or, you know, six steps you need to take in order to hit six figures. You know, I think a lot of people sell that and preach that. And of course there are common themes, but it has to work okay. for you. Otherwise you're not going to want to show up for it either, or you're going to build a business that you then eventually resent because it doesn't resemble your truth. Yep. And I think that that's one of the biggest lessons I had to learn, you know, from being earlier on in my career is trying to be somebody else, mm. you know, and you have to be yourself, you know, because the way that you say something could be the way different than the way I say something, even though we say it the same and people are going to resonate with it differently, you know, and yeah. I know I've gone to a speaking engagement and or read a book and somebody might pull out some different nuggets than what I pulled out. And I think it's important to understand that. And even though you want to look at some of the things that they did, remember, you have to, again, be true to yourself. And I was talking with a client this morning and they were really struggling because they were showing up the way that other people were showing up and not having that success. And therefore, they were then feeling like a failure. And I had to tell them, you know, take a time out here. You know, we need to find how to use the system and tailor it to you. And one of the things that I do in my coaching practice is even though I have a foundation and I have a specific platform, I still have to take that platform and tailor it to each of my individual clients because some have kids, some don't have kids, some have babies, some have teenagers, some are married, some aren't. And one size does not fit all. So I think I've been, you know, pretty successful and that's why I really do a lot. And 
especially on those first few calls of really going in and sort of diagnosing where they are, what success looks like to them so that we can decide because some people are going to do better on the phone. Some people will do better face to face. Some people really love to do video. So you've got to be able to leverage the strengths and really make them shine in the areas that they are. And just, again, own their own beauty, own their gifts and their own authenticity. Yeah, because that's what people are most attracted to anyways, right? Because when you get to be yourself and then other people are like, oh, I can be myself too and make money doing it. Oh, I want to learn from her. And it's so much easier. But I think, especially when we're newer into our field, we're, you know, we're afraid, you know, who's going to like us. We might have that worthiness, that imposter syndrome, you know? So again, we're like, oh, well, you know, this is sort of what they want. And it could just be age. You know, I'm 48 now and, you know, I definitely am loosening up a lot more (laughs) and I'm letting my own personal silliness come out. I'm, you know, being a lot more open and vulnerable and sharing a lot more. And I'm finding that, you know, the people are resonating with me and feeling that human side. And we just can't let that out when we don't let our own humanity shine through. Absolutely. My name is Sumia and I run a creative boutique called Digital Narrative and I focus it on creating dreamy brand narratives for brands with a focus on lifestyle, fashion and beauty. Other than that, I'm also an author and I'm doing my PhD at the moment and that's basically it. (laughs) Yay, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. So talk to us about a time in your business or if it's more than one time, that's okay too, that you felt like you were not showing up and you were feeling really paralyzed. Um, I mean, I think this happens quite often, at least once every few months where I probably take in too much content online or I'm sort of like too um, present in the Instagram world, but not for my business, just as me kind of like browsing and taking in too much information. And I would have had like content and prepared for the week, let's say, or for the month. And I just kind of stop everything and I'm unable to proceed with anything because I just feel like, oh my God, am I doing something that's enough? Am I doing something that's worthy? Are people even going to care about what I say? Is this even important? Like there are bigger issues in this world. Like, does anybody care about this mood board that I'm posting? You know, stuff like that. And it kind of just like, I start to doubt every little thing and it takes me quite a while to kind of get out of this vicious circle in my mind. Um, it didn't happen to me too long ago, actually, maybe two weeks ago, where again, I had planned content, which I um, paused for a moment, just because especially this year, there's a whole lot of things going on and it's quite difficult to be present in that conversation and also for your business and for like your daily um yeah, for your daily kind of like occurrences where you're able to make money for yourself as well. So yeah, it gets quite difficult. So as you've navigated this, it sounds like more often than maybe you would like to, but you're like, okay, keep showing up. I imagine you have more ways of working through it. So if somebody's kind of in a similar pattern, what would you recommend or what have you found to be helpful? Oh yeah, 100%. So I always refer, I have this little mind cleanse guide where um, sometimes like I have a list of things that I could do that have proved to work before. And then I kind of just go through them and pick what I want at that time. Um, Some of the things, either I go to the gym, go for a run, go for a walk, put everything down, read a book, disconnect from the internet. I actually have to pull the plug on the internet or then I won't get off my phone sort of thing. (laughs) 
you have to go old school. Um, yeah, um, talk to a friend or kind of like just leave the online world for a bit and maybe just like watch TV or something, just something that kind of grounds you back again. I sometimes I like to meal prep as well because I feel like when I'm cooking, it kind of just, I don't think about anything else apart from cooking or otherwise I'll burn stuff. So yeah, um, it's just kind of like the little simple things in life that we forget about when we're kind of like constantly on the grind. It's important to kind of like pull back. Um, And then I also have a business coach, which really helps me kind of, um, and a mindset coach, which really helps me kind of like rethink things and refocus my thoughts um, from negative to positive. So that also helps sometimes. Yeah. Well, I love that list of uh, very thorough things, right? Like that's a lot of things you listed. Um, but a lot of them are very body oriented and changing your state, which I find is so helpful, right? Because we can get so in our heads. And so if we can get more into our body and something that just like really changes the environment or the scope of what we're doing, like it's wild how quickly things can shift when we do that. Yeah, hundred percent. And without realizing it, like we spend like probably, I probably spend like eight hours, nine hours on the computer, just sitting down working that even if my mind is not tired, my body gets really, really tired from doing nothing, which is like such an oxymoron, but then it affects your mindset as well. And everything sort of like starts to feel weird and fuzzy and almost like you can't recognize your thoughts anymore. Um, And then I think that's when negativity starts to seep in. But yeah, that's why it's really important to kind of like merge the body, mind and soul aspects together and like give each one its time. That's why I find so many people are like, oh, I have the most clarity when I'm out on a walk or a run Mm -hmm. or I'm doing yoga. And it's like, yeah, because we're connecting all of those pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're only like, I'm a huge believer in mindset work, like for sure. But I really believe we also have to attach it with that feeling state. Otherwise, it's just like living in our heads and it's not actually translating into change. And it's just, again, like getting outside too, right? If we can, like, you know, safely and all the things, especially in the world right now, but in a way that you can move your body and get a different perspective, like it Mm -hmm. really can be as simple as like going on a 10 minute walk or, you know, something quick. It's, I think we also make it into this thing sometimes of like, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm so busy. I have all these things to do, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've caught myself so many times being like, oh, I don't have time for a workout. Like I can't do 20 minutes. But then when you think about it, I'd spend more than 20 minutes on my phone, just scrolling, doing nothing. But in the name of work, which is absolute crap, like you've got to really put, you know, time blocks. You've got to manage every single moment of your day, especially now because we're, well, we were working from home as entrepreneurs before, but we had coffee shops and stuff like that. But now, especially working from home all the time, it gets so difficult to distinguish between your rest place and your workplace. It all merges into one that, yeah, a 20 minute workout seems like, oh my God, I can't do this. I've got so much work, but it's not the case. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I'm a huge fan of time blocking and then also looking at your time like just tracking your time in terms of using it, not to judge yourself, but to have a data point because how our brains often work is like, Oh my gosh, I spent, you know, 15 hours on this thing. And then you're like, actually that was two hours. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I mean, there are, I started using time tracking um, tools for my business as well, Mm. like harvest or or something, which again makes me like 
think, okay, there's no time for me to just make excuses that I have, as you said, 15 hours to work on a project. Like I'm going to be realistic about this and realistic about the other times that I'm just like looking up in space and thinking about nothing and just trying to like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I had a client who I was like, okay, we're going to track your time just because I think it's such Mm -hmm. a great thing to do. So you have the, you know, the data for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when I asked her about it the next week, um, I was like, okay, so do you want to continue? Cause it was really helpful for her and she stayed on track and she's like, yes, because just the fact that you're going to ask me means I'm not going to go off track. I'm going to stay on track because I, I want to be able to tell you, like I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah, 100%. It's really important. Accountability is really important, especially in our business as well, where we kind of like work for ourselves. And sometimes it's difficult to find someone to rely on or to kind of share those things that we go through. Apart, like when it comes to like family and friends, it's it's not the same. They're probably not going to understand the ups and downs of the entrepreneur life if they've got like a full-time um, job. It's quite um, difficult to translate that, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah. Coach accountability is really important. Totally. So when you find yourself like needing these content detoxes or to, Mm -hmm. you know, get offline or things like that, do you have a way that you think about it? Like, okay, I'm going to like shut down for a day or do you just kind of base it on like what's going on? From past experience, it's always more than a day. Usually it's about four to five days, to be honest. When I first go into that mental state, um, I I always tell myself, yeah, I'm just going to take like a day or two off, but it always extends further than that. When I first started kind of like experiencing this, I I filled those four days with so much guilt that it was hard for me to even detox because I was constantly thinking about all the things that were plaguing me. Um, So I had to sort of like through kind of like the repetition of this phase, like nitpick on things and try to like remove the guilt from it and be like, you know what, nothing is going to happen if I kind of like extract myself from the online world for four days. I've still got things I've got to do behind the scenes. I can still like go back to pen and paper, back to the basics, back to old school and still get work done and still be there present for my clients. So yeah, it's about kind of like finding a balance that works for you personally to kind of like put your mental health first and your business as well and find a balance. I couldn't agree more. That's why I'm, I'm personally never a fan of like, you must do these things or follow this, you know, exact formula. I think there are of course certain things we have to make sure we're paying attention to in our business, but it's also like, okay, if it's really like too taxing, how can you outsource it? How can you find somebody else to do it? You know, like literally we have these options. Yeah. (laughs) For a reason, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think where a lot of people get tripped up, especially in the beginning, is like money is the obstacle, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's ever money. I mean, it it is, but it's not really, right? It's like figuring out like what's under that. And Mm -hmm. so to me, it's like, how willing to be creative are you? Like, are you willing to do a trade? Are you willing to do something else? Like, I really, really believe there's always a way to be resourceful and it's not Mm going to be perfect. And it's not going to like, you know, check all the boxes of what somebody says you have to do. Mm -hmm. But like, really, there are ways to, you know, create a business, especially when it comes to online with very little, you know, invested in the beginning. I completely agree. I completely agree. And that was something that 
again that I went through as well I was like I'm gonna I want to start earning a certain amount of money before I invest in a coach but in order to start like earning that certain amount of money you have to start outsourcing you have to start investing in your business you have to start looking at people who've been there done that and have experience who are able to help you and when I kind of like had my first discovery call with this coach and I was like she kind of gave me the price I was like yeah thanks but I don't think I can do that right now And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, if I'm making excuses, like to actually invest in a coach, how how people can invest in me? These are the same excuses that people are going to give me. And I've had them so many times, you know, like, I'm sorry, I can't afford it at the moment. But if you want something, you will get it. You'll find a way to get it. And as you said, like, money is just one of the problems. There are so many deeper issues when it comes to you saying no to investing into your business. It could be self-doubt, it could be fear, it could be family, friends kind of like maybe judging you or kind of giving their opinion or whatever it is. There are so many different factors and money is just one of them. Absolutely. And that what you said is so true. And I I think people honestly don't want to believe it, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it really will show up and not saying, I don't think like you always have to have a coach or you always have to be investing in a certain way, but that unwillingness to do that, it will come back to you. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. No matter what it is, like no matter what you choose to invest in, investment is important. Like you have to put back into your business in order to get back, put back, get back, put back, forget. It's a cycle until you get to kind of a place where you feel comfortable kind of like getting in more than you put out, whatever it is. But there has to be that kind of balance to begin with. Absolutely. My name is Lauren. I'm a brand designer, Squarespace and show website designer and SEO strategist for coaches and creatives who want to professionalize their business, attract more aligned clients and generate new leads from Google each month. So talk to us about how or when or both a time in your business when you were not showing up and maybe fear was really present and kind of overtaking you so that it felt impossible or hard to show up and what was going on. Yeah. I would say that that was probably um, about like three months after I went full time. It was when I joined like that first group coaching program and um, that coach was like talking about showing up on Instagram stories. And at the time that was like really terrifying to me. And just like the thought of, you know, having to like hold my phone up and like talk to it and like, you know, put that (laughs) video content out into the world. Um, I definitely had like a lot of things that were like coming up in terms of like fear of being judged, fear of looking stupid, um, fear of like saying the wrong thing. So I would say for probably at least I mean, I know at least the first like three months of going full time, I try to avoid Instagram stories like at all cost. But then like once I finally did like my first video and the, the second one and the third one, like it got easier time after time. And I just had to, um, you know, push myself to actually do that thing and remind myself that, you know, that people did want to hear what I have to say and that like what I have to say is important. So it definitely became easier over time, but there was, there was definitely a big hurdle um, to actually get to that first point of doing my first Instagram story. Yeah. And I love that process for 
all of us, like whatever it is, whether it's your first video or your first launch or I don't know, you know, you can then look back and it's just, it's the same as like learning to walk or learning to do something new for the first time. Like it's terrifying at first and you're probably going to suck at it at first too. And that's okay. You know, but like it becomes more and more second nature, the more you do it. And I think the more we can just remind ourselves of that and retrain our brains in that way, like the easier it does get because we all have examples of that from somewhere in our life where something was so terrifying. We thought we were going to die from doing it, you know, like whether it was the first live video or the first whatever in your business. And then you did it five times. And honestly, the fifth time still might've sucked. Like, but it was probably better than the first time, right? Like it, it becomes small little progress over time. And then by the time you've done your 20th video, you're kind of like, meh, it's okay. I got this. Yeah, exactly. We always think that like the moment that we are going to start, that it has to be perfect. So that's why we like put it off and put it off. But it's just like, you, you just have to dive in. And like you said, accept that it's probably going to be really bad, um, but you're still doing it. Like that, like that's the whole thing is that like, you're still doing it. You're still trying and you're only going to get better from that experience. And even I remember my first live video, I put together a script and I read it directly. <laughs> like my whole life was reading a script because I was shaking and my mind just went blank. And it's just, it took me Probably like after, I think after the first like three videos with a script, I was able to actually go on live and like I was able to use like talking points, but you know, it was super terrifying, but I was so proud of myself after I got off that first live that I did it. So I knew that there was only up from there. Mm, And that's such a key component, right? I was just talking to several clients about that today of that whole being proud of ourselves, celebrating peace that we're so quick to dismiss and not want to do, you know, for whatever reason, because the first video we're like, man, that's no big deal. It wasn't great or whatever, but you were so proud of yourself for doing that and taking that scary step. And that's how it gets easier. And we build that muscle within ourselves too, because if we're always waiting for the end result, it's like, well, then it's never going to feel good enough right? Like, but if we, if we celebrate all those steps along the way, and then you can look back and be like, dang, look how far I've come. Look at all these things that I've done that most people, quite frankly, are too afraid to do and are not going to do. Exactly. And like everything that I have done in my business, I have never done prior to like when you start a business, like you are doing everything for the first time. And you know, everything that has like scared you in the past, like things from your childhood or your adulthood, like everything like comes to surface when you start Mm. a business because you really are like putting yourself out there. And if you, you know, have dealt with, um, you know, like judging yourself or fear of judgment from other people or just all these other fears that you might have grown up with, you know, you're going to have to face them when you start a business, but that's how you grow. Um, And I can even attest to how different of a person I am since I started my business almost like three years ago. It's the biggest lesson in personal growth, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It really is. And it's also like still that separation piece that we need to be able to cultivate in ourselves. You know, I think it's, it's kind of like, how can we allow it to be both of like, this is the greatest growth opportunity I've ever been given in my personal life. 
And I'm still going to separate myself out from my business and not take these things on personally and like be the CEO of my business and actually, you know, focus on money making activities and things I need to do to make sales and that kind of stuff without really taking on that personal aspect that I think honestly, like most females really struggle with at some point, whether it's the beginning or like, you know, wherever it is, but you know, then you talk to guys and it's just so different in terms of how they approach business, you know? And I think we have a lot to learn. Not that we need to like be in the masculine necessarily, but I think there are a lot of aspects personally that I love to look at from how men approach business and that we can really cultivate, I think, within ourselves of like separating. Yeah, I would definitely say that I have had an issue with that whenever like things have not been going good. Like I definitely associate those like two things together. But yeah, it's all about like unlearning that kind of pattern and learning a new one. Mm -hmm. That word is one of my favorites. And I think the biggest opportunity that most of us have, you know, honestly, if you have a business or if you don't have a business, to me, it kind of doesn't matter. But like, how much can you unlearn of the unhelpful things and ways of being that the world has conditioned you to believe and learn a different way of like who you actually want to be and who you think it's possible to be and look at examples of people that you admire that are doing that and like start believing those things are possible for you and cultivating those thoughts within yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much personal development takes place when you have a business. That no one tells you about. Yeah, no, <laughs> nope. no one tells you that you're going to have to unpack everything like from your childhood or whatever you've ever had to deal with. Like no one, no one tells you that. And I mean, it's really, it's true across pretty much any type of business you're going to have, right? It doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, only if you're a coach, you have to deal with this. It's like, no, like any, literally any job you have, you have to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. There really isn't like no escaping it. (laughs) No. And so I think just the more we can embrace that and really understand like, okay, this is for my growth. (laughs) And then, you know, who do I get to become in this process? And then I, I just watch time and time again, like the more willing we are to do that inner work, like the faster our businesses do grow as a result, even though we don't want to always believe they're connected. Right. Yeah. It's really about like leaning into that uncomfortable and just like knowing that, you know, facing it and working through that is really going to help you. So if you were to talk to someone that is super paralyzed in their fears and like just does not know how to navigate, is there a little piece of advice you would give them? Um, I would say to like start small. I feel like it's really easy to think of like everything that we want to do that is like holding us back, but maybe it's something, um, as small or not as small, but maybe it is something like trying to show up on Instagram stories, but like that's holding you back. I would say to, you know, maybe think about, you know, write down like the topic that you want to talk about. And then maybe do like a couple of practice runs like on your actual like phone camera, like video option and just like, you know, maybe like see how that feels and get used to like holding a phone and like talking to it <laughs> and like that whole thing. Cause honestly, that was like probably the most awkward part in addition to, you know, fear of people judging me, but just kind of like stepping into like that kind of actual 
task. Um, so I would say to like do a couple like practice runs to get like comfortable with it. And then, um, to just, you know, open up Instagram, do the Instagram story, post it. And I would say that, um, maybe don't watch that one. <laughs> just like put your phone in the corner. <laughs> don't watch it because you're probably going to judge yourself. You're going to think that it's awful. And even like admitting to people like, Hey, like this is my first Instagram story. And then like, you know, like speaking about like whatever, or whatever topic that you want to speak about on that day, because I've seen um, a couple people do that. They kind of like announce to their audience that, you know, they're taking this big step and then they get a lot of messages about like support for them. And they, they get a lot of those notes that, you know, like keep going and, you know, just like those notes of encouragement. Um, that's really powerful. So like, don't be afraid to, you know, say that if it makes you feel better, but I would say to just kind of like start small and like break it down piece by piece. I love that advice. And I couldn't agree more. I watch it all the time. And I think it restores my hope in humanity all the time when I see it, you know, somebody is willing to say, Hey, this is the first time I did this or, you know, whatever it is. And so many people are so willing to cheer you on. Like we're, we're so afraid of the opposite being true. But what I find time and time again is people rally behind that all the time. They're like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Let's cheer you on. You know, like no one cares what the actual end product was. They're just like, Oh my gosh, you did something brave and courageous. Like let's honor that. Exactly. We always assume the worst case scenario and that like people are going to be mean and nasty, but yeah, like you said, it's typically the other way around and people are just so happy and cheering you on. Hello, my name is Kusha and I'm the founder of The Bespoke Designs. I live in India and I am a single mom of a 10-year-old son and I live with my parents here and before I started business on my own, I was working in corporate. So I've had a really amazing corporate life. And then I moved out to start my own business. And now it's almost five years that there has been no looking back. And, you know, I've been working full time online. So yeah, that's about me. I'm so glad to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Carrie. Yeah. So talk to us about a time in your business when you felt like you were maybe paralyzed with some fear or something else was going on that it was hard to show up. Well, of course, that was the initial phase of my business and uh, there was fear and there was determination together attached with the fear. Mm. But then, of course, the fear was overpowering me and I was in a in a situation where I was still not ready to show up uh, on social media as myself. So mm-hmm. I did not even have my real name on my Facebook profile. Mm. I had a name which was Happy Lives, which is what I initially started my business with because I'm also a certified life coach. So when I started, uh, you know, when I moved out of my job and I thought that I'm going to start something related to coaching, I wanted to start something that was all about being happy and living in the moment and how you can live a happy life and do what you really want to do and so on and so forth. And my, my, my personal profile was also by the name of happy lives. It never had my real name. So that was like my biggest fear. And that was more because of personal reasons. I still thought that maybe even after 10 years of uh, separation, I thought that maybe my ex would be stalking me and I didn't want Mm. that, you know, people would see. I didn't want my colleagues, you know, to really know that 
what was I doing, you know, now that I'm leaving my job. So that was the fear about how they're going to judge me. Are they going to make fun of me? Are they mm. going to be, you know, checking that is she really successful now that she said that she wanted to start something on her own? And, you know, she was doing so much better here. And why did she really move out? And, you know, mm. all sorts of trash was going on in my head. Yep. I mean, even though they might be living their usual life, but I was stuck in my head mm. and I had that fear. And I was just not ready to tell people that I'm doing something new. Mm-hmm. Not my friends, not my relatives, not my colleagues. It was something which I thought that I'm going to sit in a shell and see if it works. And when it does, then I'm going to go out and talk about it. So my biggest fear was what will people think? How am I, how am I going to be judged? And I'm going to be tested because now I've decided that, oh, I'm going to start a business, you know. So all these thoughts were there initially. And that led me to, uh, you know, stay in that mode of fear. And it took me a lot of time to, you know, really break from happy lives and, you know, bring the real name Kusha out on my profile first and then start, you know, talking about it and then not feeling ashamed that I'm doing something new, Mm. uh, not feeling that this is something you know, because it's in the, you know, nascent stage, it has like zero money, no clients. And, you know, then feeling that kind of ashamed that, you know, what am I really doing? It's not successful yet. You know, like, how do you really go and talk about something which is, you know, which is, which has not even got success. So it was like that fight in my head that how do I show up? Because it's still not a big thing. And, the problem is, if you don't show, how do you make it a big thing? <laughs> how yeah. do people know that, you know, what you're doing is something huge? And so that fight, you know, that tussle went on in my head for, I don't know, ages. And I still did not officially, you know, like move online full time because I was from my corporate. I moved out. I started freelance work. I thought, OK, let's do some corporate workshops and you know by the time I'm still preparing my head to do something like this and you know that was successful because I was getting you know workshops and I was able to conduct trainings so what I really did was happy lives became a place where I used to put photographs of my corporate workshops because I thought that maybe that success, you know, that I <laughs> training, I was able to do this and I was, you know, doing activities with them and I was helping, you know, helping other employees to get their skill set developed. And, you know, I was like, maybe that's success. And I was like going all over the place, flashing those pictures of all those things that were done, sharing some motivational quotes, but that wasn't really me because it still did not show my coaching element. It still did not show that this was Kusha doing it. It was like happy lives. Who knows what's happy lives? So so this is exactly how, you know, initial uh, phase was where I even was not ready to show my true authentic identity. And, you know, it took me a lot of time to figure out that that was so much important to come in the front. I find that that is the majority of people, uh, what holds them back in fear is that, that judgment voice, that fear of what other people are going to think or say, or, you know, just all those worst case scenarios that our brain goes to. And obviously now being on the other side of it, and it doesn't mean it doesn't pop up because of course, right? Like you still have to be visible. You still have to show up and there's still always that potential, 
But I think once you really are able to lock into the mindset of like the people that are judging, the people that are making fun of you are A, not your people and B, it's really about their internal world and what's going on for them. And so when we can really grasp that and understand that, like it's so much easier to just kind of send love their way and move on versus taking it really personally, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I so agree with you. There was like, in fact, it was basically for me, it was more about getting rid of their energy because I'm mm. very, you know, energy in, I'm influenced by energy around me. And those initial years, I was so much under all that kind of influence. It was so hard for me to, you know, break away from those previous contacts. I had so many friends, you know, which I had made because of my corporate world, you know, so I was pretty famous there. I was doing like a decent job and, you know, people loved me, respected me. The company thought, you know, that she's really like an asset. But then I had to move out of all that because that was just a part of me, which was doing really well at that role, which was given. Um, you know, the, the major portion of who I really was and I really am, it did not reflect anywhere, you know, with those people. And it was so hard for me to realize that how do I portray myself? Because what will they think, you know, because again, even they were playing a role. So even they never were able to show their true self, uh, you know, apart from what they did in the corporate world. So this had to happen eventually by, uh, you know, literally feeling that I had to unfriend a lot of people. I had to literally, you know, like, like they say, cord cutting, you know, like cut cords <laughs> with people and, uh, you know, stop really, you know, stop having conversations with them because I knew it was affecting my energy. Yeah. I knew it was affecting my peace of mind. And, you know, and because of all this, it was like I was coming in my own way because mm. they're not doing anything, but I'm cooking up in my own head. And I was like, if I don't stop myself, if I don't push away this energy, I will not be able to, you know, get hold of my own thoughts and emotions. And it's it's so important if you're doing a business, you have to be emotionally connected, you know, with, with right. what you're trying to do. Yeah. You can't just be doing it for money because you I was having a six-figure job and I just left it. So <laughs> I yeah. wish it was money, really, you know, because that wasn't the reason why I had to leave. So it's not always money. There has to be something else deeper within you. Which, which connects you with why you want to do a particular thing. And that's something, you know, which helped me to break away, mm-hmm. which made me realize that now I need to get out of this, you know, stop, stop making yourself an excuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was the biggest excuse, you know, in my own success and in my own business because I was half-heartedly working. I lost track of, you know, uh, time. There was no discipline. Being in jobs, it was so much easier, you know, like 9 a.m. dot, you're in office, 10 o'clock, you're full action mode, you have a lunch, you have a coffee break by evening, you wrap it up, you know, maybe even if it's 12 hours, but then you know you wrap it up, you had a great productive day, bingo. But here, it was lazy days, days when you had to just sit with your head and think, am I doing this right? Should I even show up? No, maybe not today. I'm going to try tomorrow. And those tomorrows never came. And, you know, I think I, so I was like a failure for almost a year and a half. Hmm. 
and yet not right like because it's all it's all part of the process like but what but what you said is so important and I know when you're in the thick of it it's hard to hear this or receive this but I think the more we can really understand like our fears are really only hurting us and the people we are wanting to serve and help and so the more we can just really not make it about ourselves and we can recognize like, oh, because I'm so bogged down in fear and letting that run the show, the people that could use my help are not hearing the way I can help them. And then also you're getting hurt in the process because you're not making the money and not getting to have the impact that you want to have. Yes, 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 yes. And there's another big thing which was happening with me, Carrie. My parents were not okay with my leaving my job. Mm because you're a single mom, you need to be financially independent. What's going to happen now? Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. And how do you think we, you will be able to surprise, you know, survive? And do you think you will be able to handle it now? You know, that now you're not going to be having that financial stability because business doesn't mean salaries coming in anymore. Okay. Businesses are a totally different game altogether. I right. mean, one month is great and the other month, you know, you might just drop dead. So uh, I said, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. And they are like, prove it. Mm. <laughs> You're saying, prove it, you know. And I said, I will prove it. And that never came, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> it took me more than a year, you know, to figure out first, what was I doing? And those fears were my excuses. And every time we used to sit and talk, they used to say, oh, did you say you're going to do this? That hasn't happened. Where is it all that you said? And, you know, so this was, a, so this was something happening, um, you know, in the reality. Okay, so one is the fear in the head. The yeah. second is not having that support from family, even though they said, okay, you do what you want to do, but we'll keep questioning you until you finally succeed, right? So, so that was another thing which was adding to my emotional stress because I yeah. didn't have anybody to talk about. I didn't know who do I go to and share that, you know, I'm struggling with all this thing called business and how do I even start and what do I even do? And, uh, you know, just having that business bestie kind of a thing. I had nobody initially. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is an honor to be in your ears each and every week. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And will you go ahead and do me a quick favor? Go over and leave us a review so that people can easily find this show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift you can make today in your business to make more money and impact, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and sign up for a free 30-minute call. Can't wait to chat with you so that you can have your own profitable online business. And thanks again for being here. We'll see you next week.